Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Walton here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students. Like day in, day out, we've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series. Because one of the things you're going to find is their stories are going to offer really insight and, and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very own speaking success. I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students. So uh, let's get right into it. Enjoy. Hey everyone, my name is Mary Alice Goldsmith. I am the Director of Student Success here at the Speaker Lab, and it is my true honor today to take over the Speaker Lab podcast and introduce you to some of our amazing students. I promise you are going to learn a ton from their experiences, and you're going to be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today, I would love to introduce you to Carrie Kursky, one of our students who joined back in February. I can't believe it's been that long. And Carrie is one of those students who took the program by storm. She followed the framework, she did her due diligence, and she is reaping the benefits. And I think that's such a common theme with our students who are excelling. They really took that framework and honored the process the way it was laid out. So Carrie, Welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. I I listened to all the episodes, so now I'm actually on it. It's exciting. (laughs) It is so exciting. And I think it's so needed. I've had a couple of students say, you know, I want to hear from like the regular students. I just want to hear from the students who like signed up, did the work. And, you know, so it's, it's really an honor for us to be able to roll this out from are just quote unquote regular students, not that you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you no, know, no, no, I'm I'm regular, regular Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean, regular Joe. Because <laughs> I do think that sometimes people get caught up in their mind, like, oh my gosh, she's getting paid. Like she must have done something exceptional. And the simplicity of this program is what's so beautiful. And we're going to get into that. But before we do, I'd love for you to just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do. And uh, then we'll get into all the speaker fun. Yeah. So with speaking, what what I do, and, and I've had a bit of a shift, and that's why I joined Speaker Lab. So my new brand that I'm working on and with my, my new presentations, I show leaders how to build an intentional cybersecurity culture so they can boost business integrity and accelerate their business success. 
Um, so working with you all, it's, it's been a great uh, help in helping me do that transition with the branding. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a um, unique market that you've coined. I mean, I know it's probably not unique to you, but like the cyber IQ, I'm like, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So part of the, and it's morphed with working with you all because okay. I had this idea. So back up a little bit when, when I first started doing public speaking, I've, I've been doing for about 15 years, but it was mainly to consumer groups, um, you know, started speaking at some conferences and stuff because my main topic was identity theft. I've been working with identity theft and fraud victims for many, many years, and people wanted to learn how to protect themselves. Well, after working with victims for so many years, I started, and then, then I started having businesses have me come in where I would talk to their employees about how to protect themselves. And one of the events, I had the bank president contact me like a couple of weeks or a month later and said, I don't know what she told my employees, but they're actually now following our policies. They're actually <laughs> doing what they're supposed to do. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, it makes sense because technology is technology. It doesn't matter where you use it. It's the same technology. So it's not like you have this skill set for work and you have this skill set for home. It's the same thing. So from that, my intention was um, wanting to do more corporate speaking, and that's why I joined the Speaker Lab. And during the process of working with, with all, all of you wonderful people who have been a huge <laughs> asset, huge help, I first started out with, I wanted to do a boost your CQ, and CQ stands for your cyber intelligence. And right. basically helping people develop a baseline understanding of how technology works, as opposed to if you see this, do this, see this, do this, because there's too many things to remember, where teaching them a baseline understanding, it becomes a part of who they are. And then again, working with all of you and kind of fine tuning it, really, I figured it, that's one segment of a bigger picture. And it's mm. the cybersecurity culture the culture yes. that we're in. So you have to have people change their mindset because a lot of the things that people think about technology is what gets them in trouble because it's false. Um, you know, that it'll never happen to me. I'm too small or I, I don't care if anybody gets my info. I have nothing to hide, you know, all that. That's how they get in trouble. And then the next thing is you need to change your habits mm -hmm. because how you're using technology is how you're ending in trouble. And then the last one is, is the whole overall culture. And it's also your professional and your personal, because a lot of times when I'm working with people, they say, you know, I'm like, oh, well, why didn't you ask somebody or why didn't you talk to somebody, whether it was an individual or through a business? And they're like, I was embarrassed. I didn't want anyone mm. to know I didn't know how to use it. Or if they do ask for help, they're reprimanded by the person. Oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't even know that. So it's an easy transition from where I was before to shifting over to the corporate world, still using the same thing. But it's just a slight modification that... And, and you all helped me discover that because I, I knew that I knew there was a way to do it, but I just couldn't put yeah. the two together and working with you all. And so that's where we are today. Yeah, I love that because like going back to the first part of your story where that the person came up to you from the bank um, banking industry talking about how like they could not get their employees to follow the proper protocols because there is this like fear around it. And then you come in and you, you break down that wall through your speaking and you give them this roadmap or you give them this, this opportunity to, to, to look at this in a different way. I mean, that, that's just so powerful. And the benefit of that, having true cyber security is very right. beneficial to any company. So that, that's really amazing. Really amazing. Yeah. So I think a misconception with the speaker lab and the elite booked and paid to speak program. It's like only for keynotes. 
And so I think you're a great example of where you, you're taking your speaking and you're, you're implementing more like workshop training. So, so talk a little bit about how it's helped you perfect the delivery of that. The yeah, so presentations that I offer, I, I do have a keynote, which is just the overarching of about, you know, cybersecurity culture, how to build one for your organization. And then from there, I have the workshops and the workshops are the boost your CQ. Those are the actually hands on where you're teaching employees, you're teaching staff the skills that they need. And it's very, it, I, I do it in a very simple way. Um, so those workshops, it, like I said, it's a combination of both. So you have the keynotes that kind of get, get me in the door and get me in front of these people because it is a little bit of a different thinking as opposed to the typical compliance training or the cyber awareness training or the phishing test. So it's a little bit different. So I have to kind of introduce this concept and doing the keynotes helps me mm. do that. And then I can get in and actually the, the, the real work and the fun work is through the workshops. Mm, love that. So how do you... How I bet somebody out there is going, I wonder how she gets in to do the keynote and then leads to the workshop. So how do you do that? Well, that is stuff that I learned from you all. Because <laughs> in the past, my speaking, it came to me. I mean, identity theft was such a hot topic that I would speak at one group and 10 people would go, oh my gosh, can you come talk to us about it? And it was, you know, it went from there. At first, it was all free. And then I had so many requests. I'm like, okay, we have to start charging because this is cutting into my revenue. Because <laughs> when I first started out, speaking was just a way for me to help promote my company and also to kind of give back to the community and warn people. But now because of working with you all, I have a speaking business mm. and I didn't know how to, it's like, how do you reach out to these companies? Who do you call? What do you do? What do you say? You know, how, how do you work through this whole process and going through your program it showed me that and mm -hmm. working with all of you, you know, having these conversations and then also being on those group calls was a big help too. Cause then you can listen to other people and how they're doing it. And they're like, Hey, let me run something by you. And then also with using um, circle with the, the community app and people posting questions and getting feedback. So that was really the main reason I joined is because I knew I needed to shift and I didn't know how to actively go out and get speaking engagements. I just kind of was like, oh, I build a website. You know, if you build it, they will come. Well, some yeah. did, but not, not as many as I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> so I, knew, I knew there was something I was missing. Yeah, I, I think a, a big question that um, would be really helpful for you to answer is people say, well, how do I um, take a keynote and then have enough material to actually make a workshop? Can you talk a little bit about how you manage all the content to have enough to deliver the keynote, but then also have a very powerful and an impactful workshop? So the way that I do it is the keynote is kind of the high level discussion. It's setting mm -hmm. the framework. And, and planting the seed, giving the people the idea. And then it's like, oh, wait, I think we need that in our organization. And the workshop is the hands-on nitty gritty. Here's exactly what you need to do. So I view those as, as they're, they're two separate things, but it's all part of it. And it's not the same content because a, a big challenge that I had, and I'm sure a lot of speakers do as well, because I've, I've talked to many of them in the program, is we think we have to put everything into our speech. We have mm -hmm. to fit everything into a one hour and then it gets to be too much. It's too confusing. People can't understand it. They can't retain it because it's too much. So I've learned working through your program, how to do the, the presentation framework. And you don't have to give everything away. 
and by separating, okay, what is the, the gist of it so that way people can understand the concept and want to learn more. So I separated that part out and then the rest of it put into the hands-on workshop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the keynote is more like what the topic is about. And this is, you're, you're kind of like pulling back the curtain, but the workshop, and I always say this to students because it's really hard for some of them to get their, wrap their mind around it. But the workshop is pulling out those key strategies or methods and workshopping it with your clients or your audience. So actually teaching, giving them an opportunity to work at it and then coming back for like a Q&A. So. Yeah. And, and again, the way I view the, the keynote, it's changing the perspective mm -hmm. and the workshop is developing the habits. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a great way to put it too. That, that really puts clarity on it <laughs> as well. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we know what you speak about. Um, tell us the kind of impact you're speaking about this topic is making in, in corporations and for the employees you kind of touched on it, but let's go a little deeper into that. Well, one of the things, again, working through the program and you talk about, you know, building the pipeline and working the pipeline. And the first thing you do is you reach back out into the context that you have. And so I reached back to other people I've spoken to in the past, some, you know, again, free paid, you know, various forms in between. And I just said, Hey, I have this idea for a new presentation. You know, what do you think? And I was overwhelmed with the response because that's when I first I was doing the boost your CQ. Mm -hmm. And this month I'm, I'm booked with <laughs> just doing the boost your CQ. Um, wow. And that's for my previous clients. So most of them are virtual. I do have one and it's for a, a local company here um, that's going to be in person, but just putting that out there. And, you know, some of them I, I've told them, look, I haven't actually formally given this one. I've, I've done variations of it leading up to this to come up with that idea. Um, but it's, you know, working that pipeline and, and putting that information out there and, and, and contacting people. So I figured if I start with my network of people who've already kind of known me and have seen me speak before, mm -hmm. then putting this out there, you know, that way you get the feedback from them. Yeah. So it sounds to me that like, you're really hitting a home run in terms of solving this pain point. Like this is a big pain point for your, for your audience. And it is. And it's that in between, because with cybersecurity, you have the tech part and a lot of organizations, they just want to throw more tech, more money at trying to fight tech with tech. Mm. But the human factor is still the part that nobody's really focusing on. I mean, they're trying to, but most of the programs out there addressing the human side, they've been developed by tech. Mm -hmm. Where the approach that I have, and it's, and it's all about perspective. I mean, you can have 10 yeah. people talking about the same topic and it's a different discussion because of perspective. My sure. perspective is from the victim side. So with seeing the aftermath and, and going back and kind of reverse engineering as to how they became a victim, where did it come from? Where did it start with? So it gives me a different perspective that I'm able to bring to these companies that they traditionally haven't had in the past. Yeah. And I think you're such a great example of solving a specific problem and really tapping into the pain point of your audience. And this is where the marketing, and I, I know you keep referencing, well, this is where the speaker lab helped me because this is, this is a critical piece of the whole framework. Uh, we really tap in that very first module, tap into um, the problem that you solve and, and creating language around that problem so that the, I call it the perk up, the perk up method, right? It's like, 
how do we get the right people to go, oh, oh, I need that, you know? And it's really about knowing your audience pain points and knowing the type of solution or the transformation you're going to give them. And I think you just nailed that like amazingly. So well, thank you. And and I well will say done. you got a niche because before I came to the speaker lab, I was known as the identity theft speaker, the fraud speaker, the cybersecurity speaker, the, you know, so people would call me and they're like, oh, can you do a presentation on this? And I'm like, sure. So I I lost count of how many presentations I've I've created over the years. Most mm-hmm. of it I can just kind of do on the fly because of of you know being in this and doing this, especially the identity theft part for so long. But once I started narrowing down and finding exactly where that focus was and from changing my branding, now people know what I do. And there was another thing that was brought up in the course. And this was a a light bulb, almost life-changing moment for me Mm. is that when people ask you what you do, because again, I started with the business and I would speak on the side. People think that I'm not a, I don't want to say that I'm not a professional speaker, but they don't think of me for speaking. They think of me for the services my company provides. Mm -hmm. Now, when people ask, what do you do? Well, I'm a professional speaker and I help companies build blah, blah, blah. And now I get a different response from people. So like, oh, you know what? I know so-and-so is having an event or, oh, somebody might uh, be interested in that for their, you know, uh, corporate training event or, or whatever. But before leading with my company, they didn't put two and two together. So I was creating my own brand confusion. Yeah, I I really, I love that. I mean, it's, and this is one of the things, one of our missions is giving you the confidence and the clarity so that you can build a successful speaking business. And you just said it in that, that whole statement, right? It's like, and this could be scary for some students to have to really pick a lane. It, It like, they struggle, they toil because, Aren't I, aren't I going to be like leaving so much money on the table and actually, no, you're not because when you're so defined and you're so confident in what you, what you do, you show up differently. Your marketing is clear. Your website is clear. um, Your demo is clear and the right people pay attention, but talk a little bit about when you had to make that decision to niche. Did you have that feeling of like, Oh gosh, this is, I don't know if this is okay. I definitely had that fear. And not only was I niching, but I was changing my brand identity because I was always known as the identity theft person, not the one who commits it, but the ones who talks about it and helps it help people from it. So I've had that for 15 years. I mean, Mm. you do a Google search in my name and identity theft, they're synonymous. It just pops up in various industries. So I was the go-to for identity theft was, I mean, I I still do. So making that decision that, okay, I've done that for years. I've built all this up under that. Now I'm shifting and I'm niching into something. It's, they're still connected, but instead of the consumer front side, I'm doing more of the corporate side. And so that it, it was a little scary. Um, it was very scary, but I do want to point out that when people are first starting in the program and you go through the, the module where you have to, you know, kind of put down what you're going to speak on and what you're going to do, you don't have to have the end product right then and there. Right. I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. when I first started doing it, mine, I probably morphed, I don't know, five or six different times because I thought, well, I could try this. I could try that. And then I reached out to people that I know. I looked at what resonated with them, what didn't resonate with them. And then it still just didn't sit right. I'm like, how do I make this transition from just being the workshop person to being the keynote? You know, how, how do I do that? And how do I 
spread that. And, you know, working with you all helped me do that. Just a lot of back and forth and conversations. Um, so again, you definitely need to niche. It's, it's been amazing. The change since I've said, this is my niche and this is what I'm doing. Um, yeah. but I don't think you have to have all the answers when you're first starting the program. Cause I know sometimes people get a little overwhelmed with that and, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't even figure out, you know, what am I going to talk about? Or what am I going to do? It's going to change. It's going to morph. It's, it's going to get better the more you work the program. So by the time you are, you know, ready to go, you're going to have a, a solid, a solid presentation and solid marketing and the sky's the limit. Yeah, no, that that's really great sound advice. Like, because it is really easy to get overwhelmed and be like, okay, you know, not now I can't do this now and, and walk away. Right? right. But knowing that, um, th and that's, I think one of the beauties of this program is the coaching support, the peer to peer support. Absolutely. And I think all of us coaches say the same thing. Like you have to give your business room to breathe. Right. And if your gut, and you mentioned that if your gut is saying, no, it's just not there yet. Like the last thing a coach is going to say to you is too bad. We got to go. We got to go to the next right. module. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Like we will, we will fight that battle with you to get you to that place where you're like, this is it. This is what this feels good. And, you know, I will say I, I have been in other coaching programs before for various aspects of my business and stuff. And most of them, it's just like an online course and you just kind of email and stuff. The main difference of what makes going through the speaker lab so successful and especially through the elite program are the coaches, because mm. you do get that. You get that one-on-one because -on -one. You know, a lot of times you have an online program and you have a mastermind, but you nobody really gets to talk to you and understand what you're doing and be able to answer questions for you specifically and how to help you. So the way that you all have structured the program with incorporating everything, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. It is well worth the money. And if you do the program and you follow the program and you do it right, you're going to recoup that cost in no time. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, speaking of that, you really did such a great job being diligent with the program between the group calls, the one-on-one, -on -one, the homework, quote unquote homework, um, going through the modules. What, and this question comes up a lot. Like, how did you manage your business, your home life, friends, family, and also this program? What, what were some of the things that you put in place to make sure that you were able to go through this program the well, way that you did? For full disclosure, when I first started the program, because again, I've been speaking for, for many years. Now, I first started out like everybody else, terrified, reading my little note cards, <laughs> just thinking, oh my gosh, make this hurry up and end. Um, but so I, I came into it with, yes, I want to grow my business and I want to learn, but I also had, you know, the, oh, I've been doing this for years. So that part I can kind of pass over and, and skip. Mm -hmm. Big mistake. <laughs> because then I kept getting a roadblock and I'm like, all right, fine. This is, I'm going to start back at the beginning and I'm just going to work through the program. And once I worked through it, it all just flowed and it made it easier. As far as time, I would block out time on my calendar, um, you know, on my schedule, or even in the evenings, I would block it out. And, you know, you can't just do like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. So I would set, tell myself that if I'm going to do it, I'm going through a module at a time. And I would block that time out. Now, there might be a couple little things like with, with getting the uh, the stuff for the, the um, video for the demo reels. 
you know, I kind of did a little bit of that out of order because mm -hmm. I had to go back and I was waiting to get some of the video from some of the presentations. And, you know, so that part, you kind of have to work with it. But I was glad that that part was delayed because I ended up shifting my focus or my my final presentation before. Otherwise, okay. I would have to have gone back and say, wait, we need to change it again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, but make the time for it. And the way I looked at it is I invested financially into this. And my goal is because I want to have a speaking business, not just be someone who speaks. Mm -hmm. And you all weren't going to do it for me. I had to do it by myself. So it's, you know, you pull up your big girl pants and you make time for it. And you just say, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my time frame. Here's my deadline. And you make it happen. Um, yeah. You know, if you really want it bad enough, because all of this is you're going to even though you're out of the program, in, in essence, I mean, you're never truly out of the program. But once you're you're out of the bulk of it, having that that discipline is so great because now I'm working on the pipeline. Yep. And you have to have that where I have scheduled throughout my my day or every day throughout the week. I set aside time to work my pipeline. Yep. And so the time that I used to do for going through the modules, that's now just been replaced with the pipeline. So I'm still doing the same schedule, just a different thing. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, that's, that's great that you've just like, okay, I've had this carved out. Now I'm going to nurture my pipeline and get fully booked in October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and you, you're only going to be as successful as the amount of work that you're putting into it. You know, I, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are like, I just want to, you know, get in with the speakers bureau and, and have them do all the work for me. It doesn't work that way. I mean, yeah, it was nice when people would reach out to me and they would hire me, but the amount that they were offering was not where I should be. Cause I remember when I, when I first joined, I went to the website and filled out the, you know, how much should you charge based on your stuff? And when I saw that final number, I was like, I am doing something really wrong because I am nowhere near that amount. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's amazing. You know, you, you get what you get when it's coming to you. Um, mm -hmm. But by working it and putting it out there, it really makes a difference. It works. You know, you're going to get no's, you're going to get turned down. It's not like I get yeses all the time, but yeah. The more you do it, the, the better it gets. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps that help me to grow a seven-figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step -step roadmap. Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. Yeah, I think you touched on something that's so solid and it's such great um, advice. I don't even know if you meant it to be advice, but like really, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want to be a speaker and understanding what that why is and, and how important it is. I always say to people like define your why from the emotional standpoint of like, when you visualize yourself up on stage and you're speaking, does it move you so much right. so that it is a non-negotiable, it must happen. And then financially, why do you want to make this money through speaking? What does that mean to your family? What does that mean to some of your dreams? And then, of course, service-based. Like, 
what what is the why behind the service of, of what you're talking about, the impact that you're going to make. And when you define those three things, I call it the wind beneath your entrepreneurial wings, right? So Because this right. gets hard. This isn't always easy. You do get no's. But when you have the why defined, it's so much easier to do the work, to show up to the coaching, to show up to the group calls, to ask the questions, and to really persevere um, to become a successful uh, professional speaker. You know, um, yeah. so I, I think that why is really, really important. Why are you doing this? It is. And it helps on the days where you get more no's than yeses. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Uh, so that does, it definitely does help. And really the thing for me is, again, when I was doing more on the, the consumer side and even on the business side, is I will be out in the community and somebody will be like, oh my gosh, I heard you speak years ago. And because what you told me, I didn't fall for this scam because I remembered what you said, or, you know, the business calling me one of the employees. And she's like, I just have to let you know. She said, I got one of those scam things and I almost fell for it, but I heard your voice in the back of my head saying, don't do that, do this. And she goes, and I did it. And so I didn't fall for it. So to me, and, and some of these are going back, you know, 10 years where they still kept my card and they, you know, reach out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a big part of my why is because you are making an impact and, and you're changing people's lives in whatever form it is. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's my, my way of, of giving back. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think it's, it's, it's truly amazing. Um, what has been a lesson, maybe unexpected or, I guess lessons are usually unexpected, but right. now that you're a professional speaker and you really, you own that, which I love that story. Um, what has been some lessons that you've learned on the, on the speaking beat, <laughs> oh <my laughs> on the gosh. speaking trail? <laughs> you know, there, there've been, there've been so many. Um, first is things are going to go wrong. Things are going to happen. You know, you can't control everything. I mean, I, I had a virtual, I can't even talk now, <laughs> a virtual <laughs> presentation. And right before it started, I got an alert that there was a severe thunderstorm moving into the area of possible tornadoes. So I told the event person and I just said, hey, look, just want to let you know. I said, I have everything set up on a system. We should be good. But just in case if it goes down, here's here's what we're doing. So at the start of the, the presentation, you know, she made an announcement. She said, just to let you know, because, you know, we're in Florida, we get a lot of hurricanes and whatnot. And they said, just to let you know, this isn't, you know, what's going on. But, you know, we're going to try and get through as best as we can. And fortunately, I had all of my crucial equipment on backup batteries. And I mean lightning thunder it's crashing everybody can hear it the power every time the power would go out my camera didn't stop the recording the internet didn't stop my lights would flicker but what's so funny is afterwards you know a lot of times they'll send you the reviews or the feedback that they get from attendees and a lot of people were responding love the light show you know all the strobe <laughs> lights and that kind of stuff but you you just have to go with it you know you need to try and prepare for as much as you can up front Mm -hmm. But for everything else, you just got to go with it. You got to make adjustments. I mean, you can be speaking somewhere. I've, I've spoken before where the microphone stops working. And there's no backup. So then you just have to kind of project the voice. Um, you know, you just you have to do it. And I've even had one time where in the middle of it, all of a sudden, something interrupted my train of thought and I blanked. And I even told him, I'm like, okay, I was on a roll here and something else popped into my mind. I'm like, what was the last thing that I just said? <laughs> and then they said it and I'm like, okay, I was just making sure you're paying attention. And then you just keep going. So that's great. 
you know, you just, you have, you have to do whatever it takes to make it work. And the other thing too, is if you mess up, and this is something that I want everyone to remember, if you mess up your presentation, you're the only one who knows it. Mm-hmm. They don't have your script. They don't know what you're going to say before. It's not like you're watching a movie the hundredth time and you can, you know, recite all the lines with it. Nobody knows you screwed up except for you. Yep. So just pivot and move on. Yeah, no, that's such great advice because we do kind of get in our heads that, oh man, you know, I have to go back and then, you know, you just really go inward and that's not, that's not a good place to be when you're trying to yes. speak outward. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. And also yeah. when you're working with the, the event planners, I mean, they have a lot of work to do. They have a lot on their plate, a lot of balls in the air to try and especially now where, you know, I mean, when I have on Monday, as far as we know, it's going to be in person, but mm-hmm. the, the final hour, you know, come the end of day, Friday, it might switch to virtual. So they have a lot that they have to manage make their lives easy. You know, don't come yeah. in with all these demands. If, if they tell you they need to have something by a certain date, get it to them, get it to them earlier. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these people, I, I, I don't know how they do what they do. What I, I kind of do. I mean, years ago, I, I helped plan a conference. And after that, I was like, never again. <laughs> I'll be on yeah. the other side, the speaking side. So it's, it's a lot of work. So, you know, give these people slack if you, if you don't hear back from them and, you know, try to do the best that you can to help out. I mean, I've been at a conference before where somebody didn't show up at registration. So I helped registration, you know, and then I got up and speak. They're like, wait a minute. I thought you were. <laughs> so do a lot just, of things. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So just roll with it, you know, be easy to work with. Yeah. I mean, awesome, awesome advice. I mean, from just pivot in the moment, be great to work with. Don't get too much in your head. Uh, really great advice. What are some of the things that you do uh, to prepare for your talks? Like it's five minutes before you're about to go on stage. How do you get yourself in that headspace of like, I am a speaker? <laughs> How do you do that? You know, I wish I could tell you, but I really don't know. It's it's almost bizarre because. I almost zone out. Like you just kind of get into the zone and then the switch turns on and it's like autopilot and it, and it just comes out. And there've been many times after a presentation where I'm like, I don't even know what I just said, <laughs> you know, because you just kind of, it, it becomes part of you, it becomes nature. Um, you know, obviously there's prep work before then. And mm-hmm. a lot of what I do is, is I don't like to initially script everything because I'm not a script and memorized person. I'm more of bullet points. I'll create the outline. And then I like to, you know, as far as with using slides, I don't use slides a lot unless the organization asks for it, or if there's something we're really trying to like workshops and stuff, you might need more for that. But if I do use slides, it's usually pretty limited, just basic information. It's just, you know, visuals for the audience. I mean, I had one where every single slide was nothing but a picture, um, you know, a a different image, but so when I'm creating my outline, I create those images for me because I'm a visual learner. Mm-hmm. So I will type it up first. I might write out the outline and that kind of, you know, helps me get it. And then I just fill in the, the pieces. I mean, I'll, I'll have a general idea of what I want to say, but it's not an actual script each time. Now, after repetition of doing the same thing, yes, it does eventually evolve into one, but, but that's, that's what works best for me. I've tried doing the script and memorization that's, that's not my strong point. <laughs> yeah, so this works for me. I mean, I know there are other people that, that they write the script, they memorize it, and, and they are brilliant at doing that. Um, so you have to kind of find what method works best for you. Uh, but a lot of times I'll like, 
my booster CQ, that's many of the ones that I'm doing this month. And I don't change the entire presentation, but for the stories or the illustrations, the case studies in between, I'll talk to the organization and say, what's an issue you guys are having? What, oh, what's smart. something that's not working that you're trying to change? And then I can incorporate that into a story. So the Love framework that. is still there, but I'm customizing it to reinforce things that, that they're trying to, you know, to, to change in the organization. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's so important. It's like, it's kind of like when you, you, you buy booked and paid to speak elite, like you're not done. Like that's just the financial investment, right? And the same thing, you know, you have to do the work and emotionally show up and all of that. The same thing when you become a speaker, like just because you got hired, like be that speaker, they want to have to come back every single year and doing what you just said, like investigating sitting with the, the leader or HR or the manager and finding out what are their biggest pain points, not assuming them, and then customizing that experience to those pain points. Super smart, really, yeah. really smart. Take that advice, everybody. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's not, a, it's not a big shift. It's just, I change out the case studies or the stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like using their language. So they right. sit there going, oh, she gets me. I always talk about like, you have to keep hooking your audience with every point that you're, you're talking about. You have to hook them back in, right? It's like, right. it's like, okay, this is the point. Now this is why you should buy into it. And so if you're speaking their language, they're already going to be emotionally invested because they feel like you get them. So right. that's really, really awesome. Tell us what you love the most about being a professional speaker. I love going out and meeting people, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just getting to interact with people. I, I love obviously the travel. Now, sometimes it, it gets to be, you wake up and you don't know what state you're in, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, I, I've gone to some amazing places that I would not have gone before. Uh, you know, I I've been fortunate enough to, to speak at Kennedy space center, NASA, and, you know, amazing. going there. And, and that was one of those, those moments for me where I'm just like, I, I, I was so overwhelmed because I was speaking on the stage where the astronauts had their briefing and we're talking, you know, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and all. And I'm just like, I'm on the same stage where all these people were who were on the moon. You know, it was just the the places you'll end up, the people that you'll meet, the stories you'll hear, the friendships you're going to make, you know, even attendees from events with, you know, I'm still in contact with them because they'll reach out afterwards and, you know, we'll just start talking. And so when I'm traveling, if I'm in the town, I'm like, Hey, I'm in town, you know, want to get together for dinner or whatever. Uh, So that's, I, I, I love that. And then to see the transformation or to hear after you're done, what change it made. Yeah. That's, that's the other one when, cause you don't always get the feedback, um, mm-hmm. you know, them calling you afterwards, but when they do, it's really nice because you're like, yeah, it worked. You know, they, they did it. They embraced it. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Those are awesome. I love that. What's, what's something that you're not so crazy about when it comes to being a professional speaker? Sometimes when you're doing too much with traveling, like I said, you're, you're waking up. And I had one point where I, I did take kind of, I don't want to say a year off where I, I, but I did take time where I cut back on the speaking. Again, that's what made me reevaluate. Cause I'm doing all this. I'm like, I'm not getting paid that much to do it. Mm. Um, but I had so many presentations that in like in one week here locally, I was doing so many cause I didn't want to tell people no. Cause I'm like, it's my duty. I have to get back to the community. I lost my voice. 
I mean, I would have three a day and they were hour long presentations. And I had like two or three a day for a week. And I lost my voice for almost two weeks afterwards. So I'm like, no, I, I, plan it out where I have, you know, separation in between them. And then also with the traveling, I try to be very careful because I had one where I went from one thing to another thing to another thing. And with all the travel in between, I literally woke up that morning. I'm like, I don't even know what state or sitting I'm in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that's... time to change the scheduling and, and how we're booking things because you, you need to have that little bit of a breather in between it. And, and, and cause otherwise you just burn yourself out. Yeah, I think, um, and, and we talk about this a lot with our students, like what's the business model and, and kind of getting back to that why that we were talking about before, like financially, if you don't know how much money you want to make and why you want to make that money, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And then you become so incredibly burnt out that the dream kind of fizzles because energetically you're just not there. Right. So um I think a great way of protecting your speaking business and protecting the impact that you want to make is really start getting clear with, you know, the new year's coming, right? 2022 will be here before we know it. How much money would you like to make in your speaking business in 2022? And when you equate that, how many gigs does that require? Now you can kind of create this like hustle and flow calendar, right? Like I'm going to hustle hard in January and February. I'm going to pull back in the summer and then I'm going to kick it back up in October. So like you can map that out and protect your energy um, and and really love what you're doing. I think a lot of people forget to do that. They forget to look at how much money do I want to make and how many gigs does that equate to? Um, And then mapping that out. So really really a great story that you bring up to, to drive and, home and that point. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to say no. And that's something that I've learned because mm-hmm. when you say yes to something, that's not your price range, meaning it's you know low and your heart is not into it. Well, you're saying no to something else by saying yes to that. So you 100%. really need to look at it. And, and I have gotten much better where, you know, dealing with the whole money thing. And, and, you know, I've always undervalued what I do, like many people do. So when people, you know, it's like trying to throw these large figures out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm even worth that. You know, would somebody would pay that for me, you know, that kind of stuff. But you, if you don't value what you do, neither will anybody else. And so yeah. now I'm learning when you call me, it's like, Hey, here's, here's my fee. I mean, I, you know, and I do have a couple that I leave that are freebies or I'll do discounted ones, you know, that kind of stuff. But It's like, Hey, you don't want to pay my fee. Sorry. Call somebody else. I'm sorry. You know, and and you have to get to that point. Cause if not, uh, that's where I was before I was doing everything wrong. So (laughs) now I'm getting better. (laughs) No, it's great. And you value yourself and, and, and what you're offering. I mean, I think that's, that's such a critical takeaway because you will say yes to everything until Mm -hmm. you realize who's your people, what's your transformation or solution that you're offering and how much money do you want to make it in doing this? And then you could say, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. And, and you really are in control of your business and the outcomes. And that's powerful. Yeah. A wake up call I had is I did a one event. It was uh, the first one where they went to my website, reached out to me and, you know, they offered me, um, they're like, okay, how much do you charge? And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. And I, I said a dollar amount, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to say no, it's too much money. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And I'm like, okay, great. 
Well, when I was up there and, and, you know, they, it was in New York city and it was at, you know, this big building, this major company. And so I'm thinking, all oh, right, you know, this is it. I'm on my way, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and when I was there, we had some downtime because I did um, three presentations that day for them because they had employees. So they were rotating. And in between the, uh, the coordinator, I asked him because he said that he looked at, you know, I'm like, oh, did you look at other speakers before he found me? And he goes, oh, yeah, because I looked at quite a few of them. And he said, I narrowed it down to you and, and this other guy. And I said, well, what made you hire me? He said he had two more zeros after his price. And I was like, oh, are you oh, kidding me? Man. <laughs> You're so like, I'm saying like, a zero. <laughs> exactly. And I was, you know, I was thinking all like proud because I'm like, well, I got a decent paying job. And I realized that he's getting two more zeros than me. So uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's you, when you, you wake up. <laughs> you live and learn, right? You live and learn. Exactly. And, and, and I think you, that the, the point of like undervaluing our worth, I think when all the, the, the dots come together and they're all connected. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is amazing. Yep. Like I'm doing amazing stuff. And so exactly. I think that's the, the other value of going through a program like booked and paid to speak, because you yep. do help connect all those dots and it's that confidence and that clarity and that clear path, which is our mission to you becoming a professional speaker. So I love hearing stories like that. That's really awesome. And like I said, I've been doing speaking for 15 years. I have not had my huge breakthrough until I joined the speaker lab program and just in the past few months started putting everything out there and it's like night and day, night Amazing. and day. And now I'm kicking myself. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> um, so, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're kind of on the fence about, should I do it? If you want to be a speaker, go through the program because mm. otherwise you're going to be like me 15 years trying to figure it out on your own. And that's a lot of years of wasted opportunities, wasted additional income because, you know, I thought, well, I'll just, you know, get to this point and I'll get a speaker bureau and then I'll just sit back and they'll just call me and I'll just show up and travel. Doesn't work that way. You, you mm. gotta, gotta do it right from the beginning. So if you're thinking about being a speaker, join the program. Yeah, no, that's great. I was actually going to say, what's some, what's your best advice that you could give someone who's listening? And that was probably it because, you know, yes, we're going to talk about the talk, but we're also going to talk about your marketing. We're going to talk about the system of generating uh, paid gigs. And we're going to talk about positioning yourself as an expert, all of those things. Like it's not, the talk is great. Like that's probably the easiest part, right? Getting on stage, doing your talk, like that's awesome. But all these other pieces that make the engine run is what we take you through. And I think it's so powerful, like the aha moments that you have had, that other students have had is really incredible and helps really drive, like I'm doing this, this is happening. Um, and it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? Like you're not gonna join and have it all figured out in a week, but it's worth the time, the investment of time alone to, to, to really figure this out if you wanna be a professional speaker. So. And also when you're in the program, reach out and get to know some of the fellow um, attendees or, or members of, students, of yeah. the, the students. Uh, I, I had one where um, 
she was on one of the group calls and she was talking about that she was going to be speaking and it was basically in my backyard. So hmm. I messaged her, you know, through chat during the, the group call and I'm like, Hey, let's connect because you're coming to my area. And so I ended up, I, you know, it was, it was at the point where we weren't just starting to do in person again. And I was so jonesing for attending a <laughs> conference or something. So I just paid and I'm like, I'll go to the conference just so I could be around people again. Oh, um, and, I, and she spoke. And so afterwards, you know, we, we kind of talked, um, you know, afterwards she's like, what you think and you know so and because i'd watch some of the other speakers and give her a little bit of feedback and uh so we you know connected that way and it's you know you'll find people that are in your circle and don't be afraid to make friends with speakers that speak on the same topic as you mm -hmm. because you all have different perspectives and some organizations don't want the same person year after year they want to have somebody different so you sure. recommend the, the people that you know, and you know, go go see them speak if they're going to be in your area, or or if not, you know, schedule a, a group chat call or whatever, or send a group email, get to know each other, um, and you know, they might there might be something where they've been approached, but they can't do it that day, so they're going to recommend you, and and vice versa. So don't be don't be afraid of oh they're my competition, I'm not talking to them, no, because you all have yeah. different perspectives. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Again, this whole episode has been amazing <laughs> advice by Carrie. I feel like we're having a love fest here. <laughs> I love the speaker. Love. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, you know, when, when you, it, it's, it's a relationship, right? What you put in, right. you get out and you put Absolutely. a lot into it. So that's why you, you love us and we love you. So it's perfect. Absolutely. But yeah, um, if anybody's on the fence and if you're concerned about the money, if you are going to work the program and you're going to put in the work after the program, then yeah. do it because you will make your money back. If you're just going into it, saying I'm going to pay and they're going to do all the work for me, don't waste your money because you're going to be wasting their time. Um, but yeah. yeah, if this is something you are driven and you want to do, do it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Where can we find you? Where can people come check you out? Yeah, so it's real easy. Just go to kerrykerski.com. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-K-E-R-S-K-I-E. Well, we're proud to have you here. Thanks right, thank so much. You. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps, it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.